What's up, everyone? This is Isaac with Hunger Smash Fitness, and I am here today with My Block's strongest man and James Stanko. So, uh, My Block, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, and then James. Yeah, I mean, for. Is it looping? Are you. It was looping. Yeah, here we go. So for anybody oh, familiar okay. with my channel, I am my block's strongest man and uh, very happy to be here with Isaac from Hunger Smash Fitness doing our weekly uh, show. All righty. And uh, yeah, James, so if you want to introduce yourself, just to explain, talk a little bit about who you are, what uh, maybe some of your accomplishments are, and then we can go through some of your stuff a little bit later as well. Right on. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm James Stanko. I am a full-time trainer, uh, strength and conditioning coach. So, uh, you know, my goal is to train athletes and, and uh, young kids coming up in developmental sports, uh, field sports, cheerleading and gymnastics, um, and obviously the sport of strongman, which is a big part of why we're here today talking. Um, and then I just I coach clients that just want to be fit and, and really remind them that uh, they got to find their competitive edge. You know, figure it out that way that they can train like athletes so that they're once again in the best shape of their lives. Um, strongman is my current uh, hobby thing I'm competitive in. I'm also the Illinois state chair for Strongman Corporation. So um, I help host and uh, judge at a lot of competitions here in Illinois and surrounding. Um, we host Strongman Saturdays. We trained all day today, so pretty much every day is is all things training Strongman, and then uh, chasing around uh, four kids here at home. Awesome! That's a pretty broad range. Um, and I just saw we have one more guest that just joined us, so let me pull him into the stream as well here. Hey, Josh! So how are we doing, guys? <laughs> we we're just doing some intros, so uh, great timing. Go ahead and introduce yourself as well. Oh, I'm uh, Josh Hill. I'm based out of Indiana. Trained at uh, Christina Bang, Miss Jim. Uh, actually, just brought her on as a coach. Um, amateur title only, but I'm still proud of it nonetheless. Indiana's strongest man, two years running. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, one was under uh, the 220 class, and then the Open. I just decided, even though I, I think I weighed two, I think it was two fifty-five for the contest right around there. I just said, "Hey, I'm going open super heavyweight." And ended up getting that done too. Yeah. So wow. Now that's the direction I'm going. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so you said, so you, two years running, Illinois strongest man. Indiana. Indi no, see, I Indiana. can't beat Mr. Stanko there. I won't go into Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> I get all Gotta the guys states up, mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, you and Mr. Stanko have a little bit of a history, you told me. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, yeah. My, my second contest uh, coming back was uh, Illinois Strongest Man. I just uh, leapt in in the 231 class. That was when I was kind of just – hitting my stride and said, Hey, I, I like that show. I had some events I'd never done before and they had a fire truck pool. So I was pretty motivated to do that. Turned out to be too hot. Fire department had to keep the truck, um, but he was actually um, helping out of that contest. That was at his gym. He conducted my way in and everything. And um, then we get to the contest and, you know, I'm, I'm greener than green and just kind of, we get to the yoke event. I was talking to a lot of competitors, help me out, but we get to the yoke pool. So we didn't do a fire truck pool. I think we had to do a 
700 pound yoke drag. They put us in the harness. We had to bear crawl. Um, <laughs> let me talk about blackout on that one. Um, <laughs> I was talking to him about how to put the harness on, and he kind of taught me the mechanics of uh, why you wear a harness a certain way and why the way I was going to put it on was not going to work. So, uh, yeah, that was my intro to him. And I've been following him ever since, you know. I don't know I don't know if he said it in his intro. I apologize I wasn't listening. But, uh, you know, you put the raccoon mask on him. Kind of looks like <laughs> Mr. Incredible, doesn't he? <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, That's I think the only the reason I got in the costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. James, for the uninitiated among us, what is the right way to put on a harness? Yeah, so you want to get uh, you want to get strapped in. You don't want to be too tight around your belly, and uh, you want to make sure you get it nice and snug over the shoulder so that it it pulls down nice on the traps. I mean, you can see Josh; he's got some huge traps. Even coming in second show at two thirty one, he was he was a big guy, destined for uh, super heavies. But uh, yeah, you want to make sure you got it strapped in all the right ways, and it's it's pulling down on you so that as you shoot forward, um, trying to pull whatever implement you are um that it's pulling a nice straight line down your body as you uh, as you head down the course yeah what's the uh i mean while we're talking about truck pulls and stuff what's the heaviest truck that you've done i both of you i guess the heaviest truck i've done it was a uh it was a fifty-two thousand pound uh fire tanker truck so it was one of those fire trucks that uh the back of it has a giant water tank and it was full of water and every time we hit a dip in the concrete, the water would just slush back and forth. It was uh, it was wild. Nice. It was really cool. Uh, for me, uh, I, honestly, it was so long ago. I've only done it once, and that was when I was first thinking about doing strongman. It was when I was still in the Marine Corps in North Carolina, and uh, that was like 2011 time frame. And it was one of those large tow trucks that they use to tow semis, yeah. bigger vehicles. Um, I, and they deflated the tires a little bit. I, I'm not sure <laughs> how heavy it was, but it was hard enough back then. I think I only weighed about 185 pounds back then. So, yeah. Man. I mean, I've pushed a lot of, uh, you know, cars out of, you know, stoplights or whatever because they've stalled out and all that sort of stuff. and. Um, and then I've, I've done, uh, well, I was supposed to do two competitions last year and then I, I did, uh, one the year before that, but both the ones last year got canceled. Um, but the one that I did, they, they had a box truck that they filled up with tires. And so it was, a uh, I can't remember how much I, I want to say it was like 18,000 pounds total or something like that. It wasn't, wasn't super heavy or anything. And, um, all four of us in the novice class got it with within less than a second of each other so there's like 0.2 seconds between all four or five of us five of us i think and i was like well how does that like we're all we all you know it was light enough where basically we all just took off almost running with it once you get that momentum going and then the split like i think the the longest took like 21.1 and the shortest was like 20.4 or something like that i was like that's ridiculous <laughs> that's yeah. I think that's down to human error with the, with the stopwatch <laughs> at that point. <laughs> that sounds like a warm-up truck. You guys are rolling. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of that, like I was just wondering, Brian Shaw has mentioned before kind of a law of thirds. So when you have an event 
There should be a third of the competitors who should, you know, be able to master it, a third of them who kind of can do it but struggling, and a third who can't do it at all. Uh, what do you, whoever would like to go first, what do you guys think of that theory? Does that hold water? Um, I'll, I'll take the lead here, uh, if you don't mind. Um, so I think the, with my limited experience in the sport, um, I think a hundred percent, I think that's dead on for a well-run contest, perfectly picked weights. And I think that USS nationals, the one that Chris Vaccio ran out in Columbus was a, was a perfect example of that. You know, just, I was in the under 220 class for that. And it's, that's exactly what happened. You had about, I think we, we had a lot of competitors um, at that contest. I want to say it was like almost 70 just in my weight class. And um, yeah, and, but like you had 10, 10 that could roll with those weights at that show, no problem. And it was clear as day who was kind of going to be on the podium or not. And then guys like me that were there, just um, middle of the pack, bouncing back and forth up there i think the highest i was after the third event was like 15th and then there were some guys that were zeroing every other event just kind of there to learn how nationals runs and get the experience and um i have been at some shows or witnessed some shows that where people go you know 25 reps on a deadlift or 30 reps on a squat and you're like okay that's you know that's when that's not really well run but yeah 100 percent. i think that theory is dead on yeah, I agree with that. We have, uh, so when we set up contests, we usually have a couple athletes test drive all the weights when we set up the weight matrix for the implements. So um, we want to make sure that, you know, some of our different weight class athletes um, can do pretty well in it. And we want to see, then we want to bump the weight up and, and challenge them a little bit more because obviously you want to give them something to train for. Um, but that's it. I mean, this this sport is is basically how strong are you and how fast can you move with oversized and, and really heavy implements? Um, so that law of thirds makes complete sense. And to Josh's point, um, USS Nationals, I competed at that show as well. And there was close to 400 total athletes. It was uh, it was a it was a big show. It was wild. Um, and kudos to Chris for pulling that thing off it was it was amazing to watch all those people go through a contest in like six to eight hours um that should have been like a three-day show with all those people but uh but yeah that's it you know you want to have a few people do well um but not everybody is great at every event and there are so many different variations of, of strongman events that you want to see some people shine and some people struggle um but it's it's always fun to watch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. speaking of events that you put on, James, you have one coming up pretty soon with a uh, really great charity attached, I believe. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we do. So um, this is my um, – I'm kicking off my fourth year hosting contests here in Illinois, and uh, we have the Pandemic Performance Show of Strength. It's our first uh, Strongman Corporation show of the year. Um, the next one that we'll do will be uh, Illinois Strongest Man later on this year. Uh, but one of the things that we do is we always partner with a charity, whether it's going to be something local um, or something bigger. And in the last couple of times, we've partnered with uh, St. Jude. Um, 
the the gym that I train at, Life Train Fitness, we always do ride for a reason. And uh, each year it usually runs right around the same time as our, our first strongman contest of the year. Um, so opposed to charging like registration fees or uh, spectator fees, there's a optional spectator fee where you just you know chip in and all that money goes straight to uh, the St. Jude charity, um, so that you know kids that go in for cancer treatment to their hospitals don't have to put that bill because um, it's obviously a lot. So that's uh, that's something that we've we've done really well with. I actually last year um, they did pie the promoter. So $5 whipped cream pies, and I was just taking them to the face while the rest of my team was setting up the next event. It was, uh, it was cool. It was fun to watch for the spectators and the athletes. And, uh, you know, I had to withhold because I had athletes coming up and just nailing me with pies, and then I still had to judge them for three more events. Nice. Yeah, that sounds cool. like fun. Um, well, let's get into uh, – get into the actual live stream here. So we have a couple different things we want to talk about. Um, so best videos of the week that we put up. Um, I guess I'll go with my videos first. So here's my channel. Let me see, get this shared. There we go. All right, can you see my screen? Yes, sir. Right. Awesome. So I have been working on doing profiles for all the World Ultimate Strongman uh, competitors for 2021. Apparently, JF Crone, everyone likes him. Um, most of the other ones haven't been getting a lot of uh, a lot of views. Um, did some interviews a little bit ago, but yeah. So basically, that's that's the main thing that I want to talk about was all the uh, predictions and profiles for all the uh, World Ultimate Strongman in uh in dubai here and then anything in particular that you wanted to mention uh john well i mean let's talk about yours for a while first and then we can jump sure. back to mine so uh in in the profiles you've done so far did any of them have kind of any interesting tidbits that you didn't know about until you did the research um not especially. I think most of these athletes are fairly well-known. They've been in the game for a little bit and, and fairly well-established. The one that I, I didn't know much about was Ramin uh, Farajnahad. I don't know how to say his last mm -hmm. name. The Iranian guy. Um, he's He actually looks pretty solid. Uh, he, he was an interesting one to look up because I'd never, I'd never seen much on him. Most of the other guys, though, I, I feel like – you know, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like I was, I was pretty sure of what they had before doing research on them. So what do you feel uh, about, uh, this, this is Constantine's return, right? What do you feel about his chance? Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's looking good. Um, but it's, it's so interesting because he's had, cause he tore his tricep. Was that 2019 that he tore his tricep? And then, uh, and then he got COVID and so it's one of those things where he's he's been down for a little bit, and this is one of his big, like his first big shows in a while. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. You know, he's got to knock all the rust off, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think of his chances? You Constantine? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Team Janasha. I am a big time Janasha fan. He is my dark horse <laughs> almost every year. The guy is just a big, big monster. And I, I think 2019 point spread ends a little bit differently if he doesn't tear his tricep there because I think he would have had a faster time in the overhead. And uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly think he's going to come out with some big swings and WUS might even podium. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I think I, I, I uh, predicted him placing a little bit lower, not quite to podium or anything, just because – with injury and coming back, who knows? But at the same time, I mean, he could be hungry too, and he could be coming back with a vengeance. Um, That's it. Yeah. It's spot on. These guys, <laughs> so, you know, when you're injured, it often gives you time to go back and reflect on some of the other things that you didn't always have time to work on uh, before in a training cycle. And like you said, he's coming back hungry. Um, feeling like he's got a, a point to prove, and and that's where you you dial in execution on all your events and just make sure everything is structurally sound. So sometimes that time off is what these guys need because they're they're doing a ton of competitions and traveling and constantly training. So yeah, it's, it's a good opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's a good point too. Just with the the mindset too. I mean, like um, I know like Brian Sean, so they've talked about mindset before and the mindset of the winner and and all that. And I think, I think that injury is really what kind of, um, it can be that determining factor a lot of times as well, where it recenters you and refocuses you on what you actually want. Um, yeah, I think honestly, I think JF has a really good shot this year. Um, <clears throat> every year he just keeps getting better. And, uh, I don't know. He's he's looking he's interesting, but there's there's a couple guys that I feel like have a decent shot at winning it. It just depends on the events of the day too. Um, that's it. Yeah. Events of the day, health of the athletes, travel schedule. I mean, you look through that list, that profile list. All those guys are legit top guys, right? And you yeah. can make a case for for each one of them. Uh, we could do a whole separate show just to just to go round table and kind of have some banter around why all these guys yeah. could win. Oh, I know. And I think I still have uh, five more profiles, I think, that'll be released. Um, so, yeah, so there's a couple more that are coming. But, um, yeah, all these – I mean, once you get to this level too, like it's – like you said, they're all top-level guys. They're all – the best in the world. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to your point, I mean, one of the profiles, I don't think you have up there. I believe uh, Rob Kearney's planning to do that contest as well. Right. Yeah. He so he's another guy coming off of a injury from a world record attempt at the log, which is, which was definitely doable. You got a guy who's fast on moving events, strong presser, pretty good deadlifter. I mean, he's, he's uh He's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, one thing about Rob and uh, Isaac, I don't know if you're able to mute your mic when we're speaking. I was getting a little bit of feedback, uh, but oh, yeah, I don't hear it now, though. So I think you're good. Uh, one thing about Rob, when we brought up Constantine and his tricep, Rob had a tricep injury as well. And uh, I saw him on social media talking about his comeback. And I was thinking, wow, he's back fast. Like, good for him that he was able to recover that quickly. Hopefully it's not too early, but uh I had done the math because when he first got hurt, he talked about eight-month uh, recovery, 
and that put him at around June. So uh, good for him if he's fully recovered already. That would be wonderful. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think I think World Ultimate Strongman will be a really fun competition. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to check out the events yet, Isaac. Do they have yoke? Uh, no, there's not a yoke walk. It was, um, there's the death lift. Well, here, actually, I can pull up my little cheat sheet right here, too. Um, so these are the ones I saw after release. And then Rob Kearney's at the very end. I didn't know about him. But, um, yeah, so it's the axle death lift and then the mystery event. And then the jump, uh, giant dumbbell for reps, carry and load, and then the 10 stone run. Yeah, if the mystery event is a yoke walk, uh, Rob kicks coolly, as we would say in Italy, on yoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be fun. Um, so, want to go to your channel, uh, John, and then we can talk about yeah. your videos? Yeah. And... yeah, you want me to okay. share or would you like to? Uh, yeah, let me turn off the sharing for mine, and then I can let you share. All right. There we go. I know this thing's kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah, it's a whole new world for me. Never done this. You guys seeing that, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, I release four times a week on my channel. So I've been doing uh, mostly interviews recently, and so I had uh, Albert Jonas Brand, really, um, really amazing amateur, and he had a great story. He actually moved from Indiana recently out to Minnesota. So he was working uh, out with Christina Bang, also at Josh, as you probably would know. <laughs> and uh, so so he uh, he moved out there. Christina's actually still virtually doing his, his uh, programming for him. And um, he moved out to a small town and was kind of like, what am I going to do now? There's no strongman gyms anywhere around here. And he ran into like the one other guy in town who had strongman implements. And uh, his name's Andrew. He runs Kratos Strength uh, Equipment. And he's, uh, you know, a long time, like 30 year fabricator who's now getting into the strength equipment game. And uh, he said, hey, come on in. You can work out here. And they became friends. And uh, you'll see him like posting together with each other a lot on IG. So that was a really interesting story. I thought um, I got to be friends with Andrew through uh, Albert. So that was pretty cool. Uh, then we had, of course, the legend Travis Hortmeyer came out on my uh, on my channel. And for those of you who've, who have watched this part one uh, that I've released so far, um, like super honest, like he just tells stories that no one else would dare tell in public. It's just so compelling. And, um, definitely for all of you out there, keep a watch out for parts four through five or two through five, sorry, because you'll see how he kind of took his life, which was in not a great direction and turned it around really single-handedly. It's, it's an incredible story. Um, then I had Wyatt Dawson, who has, you know, become like one of my best friends in Strongman. He's just such a cool guy. Um, he was doing a cross country trip, uh, during our, our live stream last week and jumped on like from the car and stayed on with us forever on here. Uh, Josh, you were here as well in the comments. So you remember? And <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he and I have been like in contact throughout his whole trip. He's finally back home. He was sending me, uh, uh, pictures of his home gym. So he's just the coolest guy. And I noticed his videos doing really well. So I said, hey, I didn't know you had like such influence. And he was like, yeah, you know, my hometowns really support me well. So great for him, man. He is a, uh, a record holder in the 300 and underweight class in the overhead Mauser press. So it was just so cool to uh, speak with him and see how down to earth and humble he was. And then, of course, uh, you know, 
the uh, the living legend, maybe the strongest woman of all time, Donna Moore, came mm -hmm. on my channel with me. And uh, I did a 6 a.m. interview with her so it could be okay for her time. And I could still work my full day at my day job after that. And uh, part one released today. So definitely go check that out. That's in the upper left uh, quadrant there. So any of those that you guys want to talk about, we can do that. Well, Travis Ortmeyer, for sure, you know, everyone knows him. And I remember that was when, you know, Poundstone, Pujanowski, Ortmeyer, uh, all of them, when they were really big on the scene, that was when I was really starting to like, hey, this is a really cool sport. You know, I think that's when it like the sport in the U.S. kind of first exploded. You got these uh, really charismatic American athletes. And I, in my opinion, he was the most charismatic out of the bunch. Um, and, you know. Heartbroken in 09, I think it was, World's Strongest Man. Breaks his ankle, sprains it, did something. But he don't, I think he'd have won it. I think that was his show. And then, boom, bad ankle and goes out. And, I, you know, I've seen some of his interviews before, and I really like that he's open and honest. The guy has been through yeah, – I mean, he's been to hell and back. And, and he likes to make sure he shares that message to say, hey, if you're out there experiencing that, there's a, there's a way out. Yeah, he basically uh, said, you know, if we keep hiding our secrets, then we're never going to grow. And I think he's just trying to help people, you know, which is yeah. really great. And uh, the other thing, you know, if you watch the the um, interviews that I did with him, the other thing I asked him was, so he's competed in World's Strongest Man, Fortissimus, the Arnolds, IFSA. And I asked him, what do you think about the World's Strongest Man, IFSA split? You know, did the best go against the best? And he had some really interesting thoughts there, too. So definitely check that out. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, I did an interview with him uh, a couple weeks ago, and I have to say he was he was one of my favorite guys to interview because you ask him one question, and he can tell amazing stories for the next 15 minutes straight, and you don't need – you know, there, there's some people where it's like, you know, you'll, you might get a minute or two out of them, then you need to keep, you know, keep asking the next question, next question. And with Travis, it's like, nope, you can start him off and just point him in the direction, and he'll go. And yeah, like you said, John, like they're uh, they're really spellbinding stories. You're like, wow, I am hooked. Keep going. <laughs> like he's a uh, he's got some amazing stuff to say. And then, like you said as well, he's been he's been I mean down. He he's been down. He went down a long ways. And uh, and his his comeback from that when you hear him talk about it is pretty amazing as well. Yeah, I mean, I called him the world's strongest philosopher on my thumbnail there, and, and that's not clickbait. That's true. That's all true. Um, and in fact, I, I I saw Isaac interview him, and I was really interested for obvious reasons. And I said to Isaac, I don't know if he has any stories left. Like, he told you so much great stuff, and he had so many stories left. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's awesome. I I first met uh, Travis actually back in I think 2007 uh, in Columbus. I was down there for the Arnold, and uh, just there's a spectator, and I had a friend that uh, competed in bodybuilding, so I was helping him prep and and do all his show stuff. But uh, Travis was down at the bar um, before the contest, so he wasn't getting after it or anything like that. But he was literally down there in the DoubleTree Hotel. Uh, at the bar and everybody's just talking and, and the guy is larger than life. Like I'm six, two and two eighty right now. And he's Travis is a giant man. And uh, he's just standing there talking, telling stories. And literally, he's, you know, he's one of those guys where the Arnold, you get starstruck all the time, 
Um, but he's just there, just just casually just talking with anybody that kind of gets into that circle. So it's it's really neat when you see these giant, unapproachable looking uh, men and women, and then you start talking to them, and it's like you just you become part of this this little uh, inner circle. It's neat. But he's definitely yeah. one of the guys that does that. You'll uh, you'll notice that on my Donna Moore interview as well. Like to me, she was you know larger than life. You talk to her, and she's just Donna with two kids, trying to you know she works for the uh, National Healthcare Service, just trying to help people. It's a wonderful story when you really get to know people, you know, of of any walk of life. Yeah, and I gotta say, guys, that's one of the cool things about what you guys are doing with so much content and interviews around people, because um, it's just it's given everybody a chance to kind of see a little bit more, um, no pun intended, but uh, you know, get to just really see some of those conversations. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I got plenty more coming. I'm I'm actually booked out. I have uh, videos scheduled four times a week out until April 10th right now. So a lot more coming. <laughs> Yeah, if I could just uh, key in there with uh, James on that, you know, that that's something for sure. I think I've told you in comments and in private messaging, uh, Hunger Smash Fitness, I didn't know about you until the live stream last week, but now I'm fully on board your train too. I just, you know, the sport should be growing. Everyone loves to watch this kind of stuff, and it takes the kind of work you guys are doing, putting these videos out, letting, me, letting people know that they're up and comers. You know, my favorite one is I'm – personally close with Albert Brand. You know, he's a friend of mine, pushed me really hard at Indiana last year. Um, and it just to see like, oh, great. He gets an interview. Now people get to know who he is. And then if they see his name on a competitor's list, maybe that makes them want to jump on the contest. And then because of your videos, the sport grew one more person. And that's all it takes, right? One more person at a time. And then soon we got this huge following and who knows, maybe we'll get a million viewers on these live streams. We'll all be famous. We'll put our faces on mugs. Oh yeah, man. Why not? Hell yeah. I mean, speaking of let's speaking of that, like that's like a couple degrees of separation because we have you with uh, Christina Bangma and Albert. And so I'm pretty sure I have convinced Wyatt Dawson to go sign up for Christina's competition Savage Train. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Thanks a lot, by the way. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was gonna say too, because you were mentioning just uh athletes larger than life and all that a little bit ago, James. Um, and I, I got to meet Brian Shaw a while back, and I'm I'm a little over six five and I'm three hundred-ish pounds or so, and so you know, generally, I'm either the tallest or the largest person in the room. You know, I'm evenly proportioned, so I don't look big. But, you know, I'm generally the the <laughs> largest person one way or the other in the room. But I got to meet Brian Shaw, and that's the first time where I was like, I feel like a midget. Like, <laughs> I am I am minuscule compared to this guy. Like, he, he towers several inches over me, and then he's, you know – a, a good foot wider than me as well. And I was like, this is, I've never felt tiny in my life. And that was the first time I actually felt tiny. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm standing a giant and I do mean giant. All right. They make a beanstalk to get up to my house. Five foot seven fellas. What's up? How are we doing? You don't get taller than this. You look at least five, nine on Instagram. 
I appreciate that. That's all I right know. Right on, brother. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I got you by an inch. I'm 5'8", but then again, you said way back when you used to be 185. I'm 185 now, so there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all righty. Well, let's go. Um, actually, the next topic would be a great one. Um, so best compliments or lifting advice from a strong man or strong woman. Um, so since we have two strong men here, what would be your best advice for someone who wants to get into the sport? So if they've maybe done one competition or they're considering their first competition, what would you tell them? Maybe Josh first. Me here on James. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's that? I was telling him, to me. He's, he's got so much more experience. I kind of want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, so strongman is, uh, it's a tough sport. And uh, I was actually introduced to it uh, at first in 2006. And I wasn't as strong as I am now. Uh, it's it's kind of cool with age comes strength in my case. Uh, I've been fortunate. Um, but this guy says, man, you should come out and do this. And strongman was very different back then. Um, so there's a parking lot full of just old, weird looking equipment and, uh, you know, a couple guys showing up to give it a try and getting hurt left and right. And I was like, I don't know about this right now. And then eight years later, I just, I got after it. Um, find, uh, find a gym that's got great athletes. Um, if they have like a strongman Saturday or strongman Sunday or whatever, um, and you're interested in it. Just go out, see what it's all about. Um, have an open mind and just, you know, be be very smart about how you move. You know, be aware of, of the people around you because everything is big and heavy. Um, but when you find a, a show that you want to do, um, you know, get with a coach or a trainer, get somebody that that has some experience so they can help you at least just understand where to get started. And it could be as easy as talking to that crew on Saturday morning. Um, but learn the events, you know, if you, if you have a way test drive them, you know, get a feel or figure out how to simulate them. There's so much stuff out there. Um, Kale Beck has uh, starting strongman and just a wealth of information. So there's, there's a lot of free info out there. There's a lot of paid info. Um, but, you know, bring yourself up to speed on it. Uh, second thing I would say is, Remember that you're doing this to have fun. Um, I know a lot of a lot of men and women say they want to win um, worlds or they want to get to the Arnold or they want to get to the big show. It's it's awesome to have those aspirations, but uh, but know that not everybody's going to make uh, you know a million followers this year on social media and, and a million bucks in endorsements. Um, even the pro guys will tell you, I still have a full time job. Um, it's an expensive hobby. And it's, it's just something that we love. So it's, it's not something that um, you just kind of show up and do it. it. It takes a level of commitment. And um, I think those are some of the key things that people don't expect. You know, it's all about like they're expecting to hear about technique and things like that. Um, you know, everybody's got a good spin on technique. You got to find out what works for you. Um, but yeah, make sure you're hitting all the events and and do them because they're fun. I mean, I've I've done crazy stuff. We we've, we've been setting up Hercules hold at our gym. Um, there's a contest coming up in Texas, and one of the guys on our team decided he wanted to do it. He was like, fun events down in Texas, good reason to go. Um, so the whole team decided to set up Hercules hold and, and test drive some grip strength, and we've done it uh, three out of four weeks now. 
takes about 15 minutes to set up an event that you're standing for for maybe 45 seconds um and then you got to break it all down but uh you know find the things that you really love pick a lot of contests um we've been talking a lot about you know how many shows should you do how do you train specifically for one show if you want to do another show um the bottom line is that the top guys and and girls uh, men and women are doing you know 10 plus shows a year right um that's maybe a show a month you're gonna have sometimes where you're doing two shows back to back in a couple weeks um you think about like world ultimate strongman i mean when those guys were doing it and thor won and went on that streak a couple years ago i mean he was competing a couple times a month and then doing travel and promotions and all those other things um so you really got to love it and be committed to it but train to get stronger um don't get tr don't train to be stronger for just one event because you're gonna have to try and win four more if you want to win a show and uh and and make sure you're doing things to to have fun as well it doesn't always have to be you know i've got this event coming up so i don't want to do something like like i said with the hercules hold everybody got in and tried it you know because we either hadn't done it before or we hadn't done it for a long time um it's a great opportunity to constantly keep it fresh so that's my uh probably unexpected advice about how to approach the sport that's awesome advice yeah for sure. So, Josh, what do you have for us? Uh, I'd say uh, two things, but they kind of go hand in hand. And it's something that I wish I knew when I first started, like I said, back in my Marine Corps days. Um, throw your ego out the door and slow down. So, little uh, my mistake was I come in, I'm, you know, skin and bone compared to the guys that I'm training with. And I'm just thinking that. I just, you know, I'm off the hype train, Poundstone, watching all my, you know, all these big guys. I'm like, that's me. That's me in three years. Like, that's what I said in my head. And so I started pushing numbers, trying to get there. And it was a bad way to go about it. I was a really angry guy. And uh, that kind of attitude, there's just no room for it. So if you can just come into the sport, realize that we're all here. And that's my favorite. It's my number one thing about this sport on any level, it seems, even on the interviews for the pros, as long as they're being honest. It looks like everyone's just there having a real good time. Everybody just wants to see everybody pick up something really heavy. We like strength. Let's watch it happen. So if you could just toss your ego aside and come in, humble yourself, and just grow properly, um, that would be the number one thing that I would tell everybody. And the number two to you know kind of roll right in on that is to is to slow down. You know, it, you're not going to come into the gym and walk in. Your max deadlift is 225. You're not going to have a 700-pound deadlift by the end of the year. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and if you try, you're probably going to get hurt. <laughs> so take it easy. Throw the ego out the door. It's like I tell my clients, you know, you know, I, I've got a couple clients that, you know, when they, when they start prepping for a show, they want to win every event. They're, they've got to sweep the show. And I tell them, take your cape off. We're all human. You're not Superman. So take the cape off. Slow down. Let's make these gains. And the biggest thing you can do and what coincides with slow down and throwing the ego out the door is just beat who you were your last training session. Beat who you were your last meal. Beat who you were your last show. Beat who you used to be. You're only competing against yourself. And if you can beat yourself, 
every time you do something, eventually you will be number one. Hey, Josh, I see you looking at me. My deadlift is not 225. It's 315. Thank you very much. That's interesting because um, talking to when I did, talked to Bobby Thompson and Travis Ortmeyer, both of them basically said the same thing, right? Don't don't sweep every event, train everything, get decent at everything. And it's more about consistently placing, you know, second to fourth, somewhere in that range where you don't have to win every event, but consistently place high enough so that hopefully at the end you have enough points racked up to win. Um, and I was going to say too, like, I think <clears throat> something else I'd add too is, is don't be afraid to try anything. I know talking to a lot of people that, have, that talk about it, that they're interested in doing something. Um, but they're like, Oh, probably not. Like I've never, I've never done that before. So maybe I won't do that or blah, blah. It's like, well, just find somewhere to train it and you know if, if the competition has something you know if, if you don't like axle but the you know nearest competition in two months has an axle lift whatever go go for it you know train it a little bit and it doesn't it doesn't hurt anything to expose yourself to that because strongman has you know what 40 50 different total events possibilities and there's possibility you know probably beyond that too so i'd say too just like don't be afraid to just try other stuff as well. Well, yeah, yeah I've, got, I've gotten that, that a lot. Is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say I've gotten that a lot from people I've interviewed. They say don't be afraid to zero events, but go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say when I when I first you know restarted moving back into Indiana, actually uh, Ch Chicago's strongest man. I was training out of an Anytime Fitness the size of a cubicle, like. Uh, it's all I had, <laughs> so um, you know. And they're, they're, they had a Smith machine, so I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to get everything done in there. So, like, yeah, and that's a really good advice. Is like, hey, just it's not always going to be perfect. And you'll hear pro strongmans in the what James said. You know, back in two thousand six, competing with rusty pipes in a parking lot. Um, shows are still like that now. No equipment is the same unless everyone's buying the same brand. So you, you you're not going to be able to completely dial in, but you still have to show up and show how strong they are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just did uh, the mammoth uh, strength show down in Kentucky and we were on a dirt field in an equestrian arena, which is, it was, it was kind of cool and kind of weird all in itself. Cause you just, you don't know how to train for the surface because the surface is not the same from the time that, the lightweight women go until the heavyweight and the pro men. I mean, it was, it was, you know, completely different by the time we got to it. Um, and we had a natural stone carry as part of a carry medley. It was, no one knew how to do it. I mean, we were all, all the heavyweights are there and we were literally trying to coach each other through how to pick it up. Right. We all got our own strategy and the few things, the nuggets that we want to keep to ourselves with it. But we had a, uh, we had a 300, I think 320 uh, natural stone. How do you train for that? Because the natural stone you have out in your gym, right out back or whatever in the parking lot is going to be completely different than the one you pick up down in a different state in a different place. Um, so yeah, I mean, to Josh's point, the, the bottom line is you got to get stronger, right? You have to get in the gym. You have to train to get stronger on your fundamental lifts you know, uh, make sure you're structurally sound and, and have a good plan with how you're going to approach 
going from 225 to 700. Yeah, and then Isaac and I did the after show for Mammoth, and uh, you and I, James, one day can do an interview all about Mammoth, which uh, you know Josh and I can as well, but I think he and I will focus on uh, Savage Strength. Oh, but um, yeah, I, I've interviewed quite a few people about Mammoth who had that situation with the dirt floor. And um, actually, if you watch Bobby Thompson, for example, do that stone medley, he, he took one lap back with no stone so he could get the one that he wanted, which was really yep. Yeah, that was a really cool strategy, actually. So normally you have like a very specific order. You have to put this stone on the platform before you can pick up the next one. And they kind of gave us the option to decide what order we wanted to go in. But it was basically two of the implements were at one end, two are at the other. So if you wanted to get that stone because you want it in that order, you might have to run back to get it. So there was definitely a lot more strategy to it. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean, really cool one approach. Thing one thing you reminded me with in talking about that dirt floor and Isaac, this goes to your question also about best strongman quote. So I have one for you. Uh, I interviewed the Brownsville brute, Jamie Wilson, and we were talking about Mauser block pressing. And he was talking about how the unevenness of the floor kind of threw him off. And then toward the end of our interview, I said, Hey, you know, if you had any uh, advice for somebody like me, who's never pressed a Mauser before, I wanted to learn how to do it. What would your advice be? And so here's his quote. My advice is, don't listen to me. Go to Steve Schmidt. Go to the man. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I interviewed Steve Schmidt on Monday and asked him the same thing. And he said, basically, if you can't get your hands on a Mauser, get uh, a natural stone and practice overhead pressing with that. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of different ways to approach it. And that's, that's really funny that you said that because uh, I was trying to – get better at cleaning and getting the Mauser block into the rack position. And uh, I actually watched um, Justin Kielhofer, uh, Marcus Crowder and Steve Schmitz, all their online videos of their gym training and their event training, how they were cleaning the block. Um, and it was actually able to make my technique, which is already pretty good. I mean, I was able to clean and press the weight easily. Um, but I made it that much faster. So it made it easier when it got to the event. But yeah, I mean, watch the men and women that are doing it well, see what they're doing, pick up on those, those little tips and tricks and reach out. I mean, I reached out to a couple of those guys and said, Hey, I saw this looked really good. And they just, they respond back. I mean, you know, if you, if you reach out to people, they'll, uh, they'll help you with a, a free little nugget of advice often. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, did you train it with a grip shirt or without? Uh, I tra I actually trained with both. Um, so we were able to compete with the grip shirt. So I trained with the grip shirt. Um, but you know, you always want to train both ways. What happens if your shirt gets left at the hotel or it rips on an event or, you know, something crazy happens and you don't have it. Um, I was able to compete with it. So I did practice with it, but I also practiced without just to make sure I could do it no matter what. Cool. Yeah, because I, I got Jamie's take on it and Steve's take on it, which were different. So now I have a third perspective. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Can we uh, get on, on with the uh, strongman name? Sounds like there's uh, someone that's getting a bit of feedback in here as well. I'm muting, that. so it's not me. I'll have okay. to start muting myself then just to make sure it ain't me. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's start discussing what's cool in strongman news. So we actually have quite a bit to go through today. So that's kind of exciting. 
Should we take Should we take James's post first? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Let me pull this up right here. Um, let's see. There we go. Okay, so uh, let's go. Here we go. So let's go through James stuff. Um, is there any video in particular that you want to start with, James? Um. Let's look for it. Let's go the Hercules hold. So the one uh, bottom middle. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to just talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. So Hercules hold is a grip event. Um, it's as you can see, if you got enough equipment laying around, you can replicate it at the gym, but basically Especially you load up a bunch of weight on either side and uh, the grip strength is basically it's pulling you apart from the center. So you want to get grounded and not let it, uh, not let it pull you around and get, light on your feet really dig your feet into the ground and uh and hold on as long as you can we uh we set this up we had two matching uh logs we had two equal posts on the sides um landmines for our bases we had wood blocks on the ground so that the landmine bases weren't spinning around it was a crazy stuff and then we've tried it with different handles so like regular handles similar to what they do at giants live um we use the rogue mini globes and then we're using uh, actually rock climbing grips to just work different approaches to uh to hold on I was, I was going to say, uh, have you tried it with like a rolling thunder or anything like that, where it just adds that extra level of miserable? Oh, yeah. It's a whole other level of awful. Uh, anytime anytime rolling thunder gets attached to any implement ever. Um, yeah, that one's, that one's going to give you. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you trouble and make that weight feel a lot heavier. Oh, man. Yeah, it's funny. I learned about rolling thunder not through Strongman, but through uh, Devin Larrett in arm wrestling. Okay. Yeah, those guys yeah. use that all the time for training. Awesome. Let's uh oh I, I was gonna say is that a rolling thunder there, but no, that's a, that is the anvil. So the rogue anvil um was one of the record breaker competitions last year. And uh Kelly Jones on our team was like, Hey, I brought this in since we're doing all this grip stuff, let's do this. So that's actually um I think it was at 165, which was the qualifying weight just to qualify for record breakers last year. And uh, so we actually just loaded it up to give it a try. And and instead of doing a loading pin with straight weights, we used kettlebells so that it would kind of change the dynamic of picking it up. Um, you know, like we were talking about earlier with Mammoth, just different surfaces, changing the implements up slightly to, to try and uh, to work the different picks. That thing is evil, the anvil. Yeah, it's tough. Doing doing it with the kettlebells is interesting because you know they're gonna swing around. They're gonna like they can separate. So your your uh, lines of pull are gonna be shifting the whole time as well. Whereas if you have just the weight plates on the bottom, it's gonna be uh, directly below more. It's gonna be a lot pretty more straight stable. and pretty balanced. Yeah, I mean we were literally just trying different ways to make it harder. Yeah, that's a cool that's a cool little addition. I like that. Right on. <laughs> And then Isaac, uh, can you hit that top left one? Uh, this one here? Yeah, so I found this one really interesting. This is why I reached out to James in the first place, because typically we see lifting uh, activities, and this one was more of a like um, recovery status type activity, right, James? So I wanted you to walk yep. through you know, maybe what injury led up to this and kind of what you were trying to gauge about your body here. Yeah, so 
I don't know what happened exactly. I'm, I'm constantly messing around in the gym and I'm also like demonstrating movements for my clients as I'm training. So on a given day, um, you know, I'll have my workout, which can be, you know, 90 minutes to two hours of strongman implements and then just a standard, you know, training, uh, protocol. But I also do a lot of like plyometrics and balance and agility stuff. Um, you know, me weighing uh, 285 actually earlier this week when I did this video, um, I have been recovering from um, what we didn't do an MRI on, but it was it was diagnosed as uh, potentially meniscus tear, and it happened um, a few weeks before Mammoth. So I was I was walking around, I couldn't get full extension of my knee, so I couldn't straighten out my leg all the way, which is why if you look at my last couple of things in my grid, it's like me doing split squats, me standing there just hitting a quad shot, um, and then getting into the plyometrics. So um, the speed skater is one of the movements that have a lot of my athletes do, um, just because in field sports, you're not moving straight forward and backward, you're changing directions all the time. Um, and for the last six weeks, I have not been able to do this. Um, I was basically just barely making sure I could train for Amit specifically, um, and just get through the events and, uh, and do it obviously on that, um, equestrian dirt surface that we were talking about. In my progression the last week, I was doing this movement, single leg lunge, and then I was doing it side to side without the jump. And uh, this week, I, I stepped it up a little bit and was actually able to get to this progression where I could, uh, you know, take 285, six feet across the floor and, uh, and fly around a little bit. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. That's impressive. Um, that's interesting. I've had uh, meniscus tears on both my knees, and they both end up getting scoped out. Um, and the re the recovery is not bad, it's just, but uh, but the tear, especially when the meniscus keeps getting caught in the joint, and you'll be going along feeling you know decent enough, and all of a sudden it gets caught, and it's just a jolt of pain up your leg. And yep, it, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah, all five all five events at the uh, the day mammoth. <laughs> was basically like that it was just making sure that uh i could stay upright and move um through the events and then get back to my seat in between to recover <laughs> it was uh it was tough but uh yeah i mean i do this proactively so this is just this is what a lot of my training looks like i do you know stretching and foam rolling and i've got all the mobility tools and stuff like that but uh <laughs> that's is, from, uh, uh, is that a rehab or is that that is uh <laughs> I, that i think is how my mindset approaches the sport of strongman don't be afraid to try anything so that was actually that was like a throwback thursday post uh my buddies were talking about crazy things that we did in college and uh my buddies at that house we took all the doors off and went sledding on the doors and they tried to take the doors down the stairs and it didn't work. So we just, we were just taking headers, man. We were just nose diving down the stairs. And then my buddy, Mike was like, well, let me stand on your back and we'll surf down. So that was the, uh, that was the night we invented stair surfing. That, that would be very different if it was Eddie Hall when he won worlds, uh, standing on your back. Cause, uh, you'd be a lot flatter. I think afterwards, I don't think I would go very fast down the stairs. That's for sure. But I'm not saying <laughs> no. I wouldn't try it either. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And um, I'll, blow, I'll blow the surprise for anybody who hasn't seen my BMI video. Eddie was fifty four point one. Yeah, he was. He was 
big. That's well, and I can understand why he wanted to stop and drop all that weight because it's it's uh, he wasn't built to be that big. Most humans aren't. Yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's true. I've gone uh, in in the five years I've been competing. I've competed uh, as low as two sixty five. And uh, at the Arnold last year in 2020, I was 324 pounds um, and still able to uh, still able to do cardio. I was still able to do a backflip. Um, I can still uh, I can still do a standing back tuck. I was a cheerleader before I was a strongman. And uh, that was one of my goals is every year, no matter what size I am, I want to still be able to do that. And my oldest daughter now, she's uh, cheering in high school. So I taught her how to do it. And uh, she's like, yeah, we got to get in the gym. We got to go tumble. We got to go tumble. And I'm like, all right, so we're doing this. That's awesome. That yeah. makes sense. Every guy I've ever known that was a cheerleader was strong as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the strongest, like, strongest guys in the gym and the smartest guys in the gym, too. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. So uh, Isaac, God bless him, gets on a roll sometimes and forgets to promote us. So let me jump in and do that. Everybody who's watching. <laughs> who has not yet subscribed to Hunger Smash Fitness on YouTube, definitely go do that right now. He is also Hunger Smash Fitness on Instagram. Go to my channel, my blog, Strongest Man. On Instagram, I am my blog, Strongest, because those guys wouldn't give me three extra characters. Definitely go subscribe to both of us now. Like this live stream and tune in every week we alternate. So next week we'll be back on my channel, and then the week after that back over here. So just wanted to take a few seconds to shout us out. Isaac, you do a great job. You deserve it. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah, I keep forgetting. But, um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to have you talk about this as well. Is uh, I, I hate overhead press. I think part, <laughs> part of it is I'm 6'5 with like a 7'2 wingspan or something. I have ridiculously long arms, um, which I've discovered works well for deadlift and stones. Um, but for bench press and overhead press and stuff like that it's uh it's miserable so uh any tips that you have for uh for some strict press or well kind of a push press strict press yeah so overhead pressing is probably my favorite one of my favorites i i mean you went through the list there's like 60 different movements and then all kinds of variations um overhead's my favorite and i think it's the sports favorite because it's usually the first event um you want to remember that even though it's an overhead uh, movement and you're, you're moving with your arms, it takes your entire body. So um, lots of leg drive, lots of core strength um, and lots of technique. You'll see, uh, you'll see different men and women approaching it a different way. Um, some people strict press, some people push press. Um, you even get uh, like we were talking about Rob. So Rob, you know, going for a log record, doing a split jerk, an Olympic style move um, approach to a, a log press. Um, but yeah, so my my things with overhead pressing is make sure you don't just approach one implement. So you click through and you're looking at a couple different things. You can see I've done uh, recently circus dumbbell, axle overhead, and log press. Um, you know, last week log was the, was the first one that I approached it with. Um, but, uh, you know, make sure you're approaching all of the different variations of overhead pressing, just like you would with deadlifts, right? There's, you know, different heights, 
um, and slightly different techniques, but uh, yeah, super strong core and, and make sure you can uh, drive with your legs. Cause even though it looks like I'm pretty much strict pressing, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, quads and glutes um, put in work there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone forgets the bottom half on a press. Uh, click on that. Click on that one on the blue mat if you would, if you don't mind. So that's my um, daughter, uh, the top middle one. Yeah, I just think my mouse froze. There we go. This one here. Yep. So that's my daughter Skylar. <laughs> um, they just uh, started putting her tuck into the routine. So if you can imagine, she's less than half my size, but uh, but I can still do that too. You you need to put up a video of you doing that. I I would like that. <laughs> Coming up this week. Oh, no. James, go. I got a big mouth. If you put that video up, I will bring you students that you can coach on that. <laughs> bring it on. I've been I've been teaching tumbling for uh, close to twenty years now. Is that I you? Got two, I got two words for you: affiliate partnership. I like it. I like it. There you go. Well, awesome. Um, well, let's uh, before we forget, let's get the uh, the charity event and the fundraiser for Steve mentioned as well. Um, so, John, you sent me this. Um, you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah. So let's see. Which one is this one? Is this the Steve Ocean one or the other one? Uh, let me see. This is the. Okay, so that's for Steve Ocean. This is yeah, the other so let's one. Do, let's do Steve Ocean first because James may be familiar okay. with the situation since he was at Mammoth. Um, yeah. Steve, yeah, Steve actually uh, was injured at Mammoth, tore the tendons off of both his quads. And uh, so this is just a really uh, great cause that we wanted to bring up this week. Uh, this one was, um, you know, brought to me by – by one of my buddies, one of my other strongman buddies, and uh, we just wanted to call out this GoFundMe to try to help Steve with his medical expenses. He doesn't have coverage. Beyond Masters is actually organizing this. So for all of you that are able, I think it would be a wonderful, um, uh, a wonderful thing to kind of help out Steve with these injuries after he's been, you know, such a big pillar in the Colorado lifting community for so long. So uh, thank you to Anthony San Lorenzo, known as Muscles Marinara on IG, for bringing this to our attention. And, uh, you know, giving us the opportunity to show this on our platform and get folks to uh, have a look and really help somebody who's given so much to this sport over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're able to uh, definitely help them out, that would be highly appreciated. Yeah. And then um, why don't we why don't we uh, wait till the end for the other one? So we kind of uh, if we have more audience later, we can spread them out. Sure. Um, so let's go. We wanted to talk about this one here. So what do you have to say about that, John? <laughs> or or James, I guess, you can also comment on this as well. Is an this, incredible is this an display of yeah. What's that? Is, this an, <laughs> is, is it an effective training method for new strongmen, or would you say this is more of an experienced level uh event <laughs> so this is uh this is definitely experience level uh looks looks a little more like my stair surfing than uh something you're gonna see at uh at mammoth next year but uh jt's i mean one of the things he's known for is he picks anything that's super obscure and he's like i'll try that yeah. uh, 
you know, not just not just a big guy and a pretty face, but obviously a, a very good amount of core strength, um, as well as the, uh, the strength and stability to be able to not chop his head off in the middle of that attempt. <laughs> Which I, I should say uh, to everyone at home, please do not try this uh, ever. <laughs> unless, you know, there's... <laughs> Well, unless you're JT, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, if you go to his uh, stuff, he's got him pulling his BMW with his teeth. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just – he's constantly doing wild stuff and just pushing the envelope, which is – it's really cool to see. You know, yeah. I got to meet him at Unspeakable Strength uh, last October, another Chris Vaccio show, and uh, he was competing there. And I got to tell you, number one – humility right he's one of the humblest guys you're going to meet and he gets a lot of hate for these lifts if you go look at pages that'll post like especially this one this is one that i remember when he first started doing this everyone started making fun of him and how dangerous it was and everything like that and it's just and to me that's what really speaks about exactly just how strong he really is because yeah. i bet you there's some best squatters in the world that aren't going to balance a bar in the middle of their feet and try to uh, try to achieve this and the things he does like he said bite it, it's really funny if jt bites onto something he can probably move it you know i'd love to see him like, see if he can hold a, like a small plane from taking off almost you know that he can lift this in his mouth is incredible well i was going to say too the amount of ankle stability and control you'd have to have well and also just range of motion um, throughout this movement so that you don't dump the weight either onto your face or, you know, or the other direction. But, uh, yeah, he, he posts a lot of really fun, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, I see him posting stuff like that all the time on Facebook as well. And so that's why I kind of came across this one. And I said, this is a good one to kind of, uh, kind of look at. Cause he won up Isaac. Isaac did something with a, um, what was the, the hammer that you did? The sledgehammer. Oh, uh, I uh, I have this. Well, here. So he won. <laughs> yeah, let me Isaac did I a demonstration a... with a with a hammer, and then uh, JT had to one up him and do it while he's uh, doing core work between two yeah, chairs. Yeah. So there you go. I was gonna say I have it's a ten pound sledge that I built when I was in the navy. You said you know grab it here and then tilt it out to the side and bring it back up Ooh. and point it down and bring it back up. And I used to bet people a buck that they could do that and uh, never found anyone that was able to do that. So then he, did. but yeah, that's just, that's you know, forearm, <laughs> forearm control basically. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's the, that's the evolution of the sport and how it started. I mean, it was, it was oversized men and women performing feats of strength <laughs> that people were like, no way that's possible. I'll pay to see that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's basically JT's, uh, social media presence is just can it be done yeah we'll find yep. out let's find out on uh on saturday come over to the house he's he's gonna, he's gonna, take, that he's gonna take that hammer and he's gonna turn it with his forearm while he's standing yeah. on a medicine ball on top of a car while he snaps <laughs> in his other hand that's what jt does the guy is outrageous yeah oh he's a beast i mean i, I love watching like i love seeing you know what is he going to post this time and like john said too like he'll uh in a lot of the strongman groups and stuff on facebook he'll post stuff and right away you'll see a ton of people you know 
don't ever do that. Don't ever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know. He's still here. He's still here. <laughs> he's still doing it. He's still yeah. he's doing all these. Yeah. He's, he's a crazy guy. Oh, here we go. I didn't watch this one. Yeah. Slater log deflip. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. I always I always say uh anything is possible. You just gotta believe in it a little bit. And uh I mean he's he is clearly walking, living, breathing proof that uh you can literally try anything and survive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um well let's go to Mike done uh, was it this one john yeah so we kind of talked about this topic a little bit before but basically his post is about um kind of not doing well at his first competition and you know how the experience was great for him anyway and i kind of just wanted to, everybody to elaborate a little bit on how you know it, it's worth it to try even if you're not going to win your first competition to kind of get that experience and just the feeling of overcoming an obstacle you think maybe you couldn't have Yeah. It's I mean that's spot on. You're not going to you're not going to win every event, you're not going to win every show. Um I don't think anybody in the sport is undefeated um outside from a, a man or woman who walked up one at once and it's like, "All right, I'm good." Um <laughs> but uh you know, it's it's testing yourself to see what you're capable of. And and Josh said it earlier, um you got to go out there and beat number 1 and that's you. Um, if you walk away from a contest and, and you've done better than you've done in the past or, you know, you were able to make it out, do a couple events, you know, maybe do well at one or two and, and get through the rest, um, then you you find that as success. And, you know, I mean, if you look at all the people in the background of that picture, everybody's watching. Everybody's rooting for you. You're rooting for your competition. You want to see them do well. Um, I actually got into judging and promoting because I like to sit and watch the show. And as a judge, I literally get to watch every athlete um, attempt. And you you ask uh, guys and girls that have done my shows, I'm literally yelling at them and coaching them when I'm supposed to be their judge and just, you know, they're counting reps and giving them up down commands. Um, but that kind of speaks to his experience. You know, maybe he didn't perform as well as he had hoped to or as well as he did in training. Um, but if you have a good time doing it, um, you're going to, you're going to make out with, uh, with some sort of win every time. Yeah. I think at the, uh, cause at the, the competition I went to Grant Higa was the one or Grant Higa, Higa, I think, um, he was the one that, that was, uh, refing it and everything. And he was awesome. Cause after almost every event he'd pull, he'd pull people aside and he'd be like, Hey, you know maybe try changing this next time. And he'd, and he'd have like pointers and stuff for them. Almost, almost every single event, he'd be pulling people aside and be like, Hey, ne next time, maybe do this a little differently or, or during, during the competition. Um, he'd be shouting pointers. Like if, if they were doing tire flips or whatever else, he'd be giving pointers to them throughout. And it was, it was kind of cool. Cause like, you know, he'd, he'd still give them, you know, a no rep or whatever, if it was a, if it was a bad rep, um, but if you could, if he could see that, you know, they were struggling and everything else. And that was one, that was, that was what hooked me on strongman too, was like going there and everybody was, 
cheering and screaming for everyone else. And it was kind of funny because we had just had our, our oldest boy. Um, so he's like five, six months old, something like that. And so like we'd go out and compete and then you have all these like 300 pound, you know, sweaty dudes, you know, and, and as soon as they're done with their event, they come back, can I hold the baby? Can I, can I, you know, can I, uh, blah, blah. and I was like, oh man, like everyone's just having a blast and like, just, you know, helping each other. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a ton of fun. I highly recommend it. If, if you're on the fence about going and doing a competition, just do it. Like it, it was well worth the experience try anything at least once right that's right yeah exactly well within reason there there are some things you should never try but strongman related yes <laughs> even coming in last too you know you beat the guy that didn't show up <laughs> that's true that's a good point i was too scared to lose that's that's actually a great way to think about it too because um yeah i know i know a ton of people in the gym that talk a lot um, but I've, you know, they've never been to a competition. They've never actually put it on the line and, and said, you know, how, how well will I actually go? But yeah, man, I love, I love food posts by the way. So yeah, food, beer and straw man. I like it. That's right. Yeah. That's a the great, bit, a little bit of family post sprinkled in between. Yeah. yeah, and a dog. You got to have a dog in there too. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's go to Jessica. Uh, let's see. Was it this one that you wanted to do, John? I think I saw him post about that. The top right one. Okay. John, did you have something that you wanted to, to comment about this one? or uh... I did. Uh, right back on time. Look at that. So this one I was wondering at the <laughs> – yeah, that right there. So it seems like Jessica is using a yoke in place of like a hustafel or something, the way she's holding it. And my question to you guys was, have you ever seen that done before? Have you ever um, changed implements in that way because you didn't have one? Uh, that was the correct one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I wasn't able to use a Conan's wheel. So I actually did the same thing. Um, care, front carrying a yoke because I couldn't train on a Conan's, but you know, the one time they had it set up out back. So then, I mean, that's another thing with strongman, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, I don't have Atlas stones, but I have some sandbags, you know, holding something out front is holding something out front. And it may not be perfect, but you're still going to get a generalized training. And if that's what she's doing, is that what she said she's doing, training it for the Hussabelle? I don't think she said. I, I was making an assumption and just wanted to see if you guys would make the same assumption. Because this is – well, this is actually an event that I've seen before in Tennessee um, where they front carry the yoke. Um, and then it looks like they loaded it with a you know sandbag over bar you know, just because – strong man. And, uh, <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a but, yeah, I mean, this, this is a great alternative for any kind of front carry. It's a very, very difficult lift to do. You know, you talk about not being able to breathe when you stand up with that yoke. It doesn't matter where you're holding it. If you're holding it out front like that, it sits right on your diaphragm. You're, you're just yep. you're doing everything you can just to get it down the other end. Yeah. <clears throat> 
I know what John's training tomorrow now. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been really loving circus lately. I just have a regular dumbbell, but I use fat grips, and uh, I kind of ask everybody I can for uh, tips. So uh, Marcus Crowder gave me tips. Anthony San Lorenzo gave me some really good tips. Uh, basically, like um, when you get it up on your shoulder, shifting your hips underneath, which I never would have thought of, but makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I've been. Uh, I don't know. I've been. I don't work out as consistently as I should because of the kids and whatnot, but uh, I like to run out in the garage and I, I like circus when I work out circus and deadlift. Yeah. It's a fun event. Awesome. I was, uh, I wanted to ask about this cause uh, James, did you guys do the truck pull at mammoth? I can't remember. No. That- so they, no, there actually wasn't a truck pull. They were going to do it for the pros. Just the um, pros. And and that truck was really heavy and was not moving in the dirt, so yeah, they pulled that I, event. Yeah. So yeah, here's I, a little more about what that ha- what happened there. I think Isaac, you talked to Bobby about it, and then I talked to Marcus about it. So um, yeah. Stan Carradine actually attempted it, and the air brakes failed, so he was pulling against brakes that were not off. Um, yeah. And then I think uh, I think Bobby kind of initiated the like, hey guys, what do we think about actually going through with this? And they all agreed um, that they were okay with the standings the way they were. Yep. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you go and watch my interview with Bobby, he actually had a good, uh, probably eight minutes where he, uh, he, uh, talked slash ranted a little bit about it. He had a lot <laughs> to say about that event, but, um, I thought it was interesting because so many people that I talked to, uh, talk about how, you know, arm over arm or whatever is, is a, is an arm workout. And I, I thought this was a, a great look at how, you know, yeah, she's using her arm. She's using her grip to hang on to the to the rope and everything. But she's primarily using her back and her hips, you know. She, yeah, that's an arm over arm is a is a total body move right there. And it's yeah. it's a ton of leg drive. Yeah, because you uh, see she scoots up and then backs up. And- yeah, you're hoping that you don't have deadlifts after this event for sure. <laughs> Um, that, would, that would be brutal. Super heavyweight, with how small I am is I can really get my butt up to that platform and then just <laughs> fly backwards. You know, those bigger guys, they have to just kind of lean forward because it's all they got. Yeah, and for anybody trying this for the first time, let's be clear Jessica is a beast. Start off with something lighter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, uh, she knows what she's doing. So. <laughs> Yeah, I actually talked to Corey Butler about that because she had an arm over arm truck pull at uh, America's Strongest Woman. And um, I was talking to her about the difference between a harnessed truck pull versus an arm over arm. And she really likes arm over arm because it gave her the ability to uh, use her leg drive like against the platform. So it is uh, heavily a leg drive event for anybody that that didn't think so. Absolutely. Yeah. So and uh, I also wanted to say for anyone watching go through and uh and and uh you know follow all these people check them out and and um you know like their stuff support them absolutely i mean it's all all the events are cool um even the event that's your least favorite there's there's still cool elements about it and uh, my favorite pages are uh strong men and strong women because they're constantly it's it's constantly different content um and it looks cool yeah <laughs> and you like, learn something like i said i was i was using uh some of the other guys videos uh to try and figure out ways to tackle the mauser block so you know you can it's definitely entertaining you can definitely learn something 
and uh you know all these people are doing it because they enjoy it so you can get something good out of it yeah yeah, I mean, for anybody who wants to learn about Mauser, I've probably interviewed every Mauser record holder except for uh, Justin Kielhofer recently had it before Steve beat it. So he's the only one I haven't had. I've had Jessica Fifth in. I've had Gabby Bergholzer. I've had Wyatt Dawson, Steve Schmidt. I've had uh, Jamie Wilson, every big Mauser block presser there is. So go check out my videos. Hey, I'll plug myself. Listen, if you want some storytelling, you got to get Paul Mauser on. That guy has got some stories. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will do. <coughs> and by the way, we were talking about following everybody on Instagram. James is James Stanko, and uh, Josh is Farm underscore Strength. Go follow them right now. Or are you going to have to answer to my block strongest man? <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> All right, and then uh, wanted to talk about the truck pull, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I was like super impressed by this one. So I asked her, if you scroll down, I asked her the weight. I think it was 18,500. And um, yeah, I think we kind of talked about truck pull a bit already. So maybe we covered this. But I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on what you like better, a harnessed pull or, you know, a pull in this style or an arm-over-arm over arm pull and kind of what are the differences and the pros and cons of doing each one? Well, personally, myself, um, I have fallen in love with the harness and the rope. Um, truck pull, it is torture, but there's just something about that torture that it just, when you get done, though, it's like a, a wave of endorphins after just because you're done. <laughs> so I really, I really enjoy that aspect of it. That's a, that's a total body movement that you can't just be a static person. You know, clearly you're moving your feet and you're trying to run. Your cardio has got to be on point. Your fitness has got to be on point. And that is also a total body movement because you're not pulling the truck with your arms and your back. But when you got that rope, you are definitely putting everything you've got into trying to drive, 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 and um, really use your legs. And it's more of a, for me, it's more of a quad dominant movement. Um, but, you know, your hamstrings are still getting in there. Um, the arm over arm, like we were saying before, that's 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 another. If you can do it, that's another total body uh, event where you're leaning all the way forward, driving your hips up into your feet, and then when you reach forward on the rope, you have to drive back. I like to extend the rope up to my chin if I can, and like kind of do like this, like almost like a swimmer, where I explode out, and then I, I'm I'm bringing my hands back around as I'm driving back down towards my feet to grab the rope again to really get another. I try to be explosive on that event, but uh, my preference is the truck pull. Truck pull so, looks uh, cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to ask our resident physicist here, Isaac, is the reason why we lean all the way over so that the force is fully forward and not at a vector going partially upward? <laughs> Uh, I'm not doing physics today, okay? I already got all my homework done for the weekend. Um, yes, we'll just but, say yes. How about that? Yeah, I mean, ideally, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you're you're gonna have a much stronger pull leaning over just because it's gonna be more like a squat or something like that instead of trying to walk upright and and you know pull yourself with your arms. But yeah, we're not gonna go into the physics side of that. <laughs> No worries, James. I think I cut you off. Go ahead, please. No, I mean the truck pull looks super cool, and uh, when you see when you see the expression of people when they finish, it's uh, it's uh, it's almost rewarding just to watch to see people push uh, push that hard. Um, 
when I did that fire truck pull back in 2017, um, Dave Daly was the, uh, he was the ref and a good friend. One of the guys I've known since my first day, he says, uh, he says that, you know, the one thing you need that no one will tell you is you need a lot of heart to do a truck pull. Um, because your, your maximum effort from your entire body and just max effort cardio to try and pull that thing down the course. And it's basically just, are you going to give up? Or are you going to keep pushing until you either cross the line or you run out of time? Um, so that's, that. it's definitely a test of will. Yeah. And guys, yeah. we have a, a question from the audience. If you want to uh, address this one. So they're asking and uh, Isaac, maybe you can pop it up on the screen. What is James and Joshua's most embarrassing moment at a competition? Whoever would like to go first. Um, yeah, I'll take it because it happened in October. You know, everything happened to me in that show in October. Um, we had a frame carry. I had a thousand pound frame carry to do. And the uh, in the rules meeting, little tip and strongman, if you don't ask anything and they don't say anything, typically you're allowed to do it in the contest. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're the first guy to do it, they'll be like, hey, I have to count it. I didn't tell him he couldn't do it, but no one else is allowed to. Well, we're doing a frame carry, and um, the uh, guys just started dragging it. They didn't pick it up off the ground. They just dragged it. And I, the, one of the guys I went against, with, like he had gotten first in the event because he, I mean, he dragged at fifty, it's a thousand pounds, dragged fifty feet in like eleven seconds. Still an impressive feat of strength. But I, I was like stubborn. I'm going to pick this thing up and I'm going to walk it and I'm going to beat his time. Well, I picked it up and I walked and there was no way I was beating his time. Um, so I dropped it and tried to drag it. Actually, popped it up over on to my Achilles heel end up tearing my calf and just like <laughs> collapsing. And that for me was just super embarrassing to try and drag something and then end up tearing a muscle. How did I do that? You know, <laughs> it's just, Oh my gosh. I'm just wondering who is this person that came up with the thousand pound frame idea? Because like the Shaw classic was 800 or 880, I believe. And worlds was around that too. A thousand is crazy. We got to use straps, and the Arnold Classic did use a thousand-pound um, frame once, but with, and they allowed straps, and they actually had to go up the ramp. So yeah. uh, we got to use straps, but that's the point. It's Chris Vaccio's show, hosted every year. Now he rolls it within, within Static Monsters, um, and honestly, I think it is the heaviest amateur show in the world. And he does that yeah, because the, the people that show up there aren't showing up there because they can do everything and blitz the times. It's a bunch of people that are like, hey, here we I would love to try this. I want to see what I got. And that's why I signed up for it was that was my uh, I really only signed up for that show so that I could train for that show. If that makes sense to really push my have that extra motivation to not show up and zero anything. Um, so yeah, you talk to the, the wizard. That's another guy to talk to Chris Faccio. If you can get an interview with him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. And James, how about you? So I was, as we were going through this, I'm trying to think back. I can't think of an embarrassing moment, uh, in strongman. Um, I do have a good one, um, that goes back to gymnastics. So I used to compete in trampoline uh not backyard trampoline uh i actually had an olympic trampoline that we could jump over the house like literally jump from the ground up to the second floor deck 
and back off. Um, unfortunately, it was before YouTube, so I, I wish we had some of that uh, that old uh, VHS film. But um, my first ever trampoline competition, um, I had been competing on a very specific trampoline, did not have as much spring as the one that I was competing on. And uh, there's spot decks on either end, and it's basically like a big metal frame and plywood. So when you jump on it, it makes a lot of noise. It's hollow sound. There's open air underneath, so it just echoes through the whole building. It's in gymnastics competition, so it's quiet. It's a 10-skill routine. Uh, on my third skill, I flew off the trampoline, landed on the spotting deck, and it sounded like a cannon going off that it literally just stopped the entire gym. And I just, I saluted the judge. I walked off. I didn't get to do my other seven skills. I was basically done my, my attempt for the day. Um, but it was one of those moments where it's like, you know, a burp or a fart in a classroom. Um, it just, it went off and just basically stopped everybody. And, and all eyes were on me at that moment when I should have just been, you know, one in the event. Crazy story. Uh, great question, Ram3500. That was awesome. I don't think I've done enough uh, competitions to have an, embar an embarrassing moment yet. I mean, I've I've fallen off of trampolines before, and I've, uh, <laughs> you know, tried to pick up funky rocks and stuff that uh, shouldn't have. So, but uh, in a competition, no, not not yet, at least. <laughs> Sure, that'll come. You won't have to have one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the only one. Thanks, James. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm not easily embarrassed. Yeah. You're, you're talking to the guy who's uh, who's stair surfing. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, Ram 3500, maybe you jinxed me. So maybe this year will be my embarrassing competition moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Knock on wood now, because we're all going to have the one. Yeah, that show. Right. <laughs> Great. Let's have a trend. That's what I'm going to do it. Hopefully not nationals. Yeah, right. Maybe, you know, hopefully it's on uh, live TV somewhere. So, you know, there's at least a couple people that see it. Yeah, <laughs> but, be perfect. Be perfect. Um, so what do you say, Isaac? We do some upcoming events. Let Josh talk maybe yeah. about Savage Strength a little bit. Yeah, let's get that. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you going to pull it up? Um, I am. Um... That's is this the, is this the uh, real Albert Brand in the comments? Oh, great. <laughs> Al, you want to come on screen with us? Give me a comment. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Oh, and of course, it's about my height. Okay. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the, that's the March Charity Strongman event, right? No, uh, May. No, so uh, Chris, May Christina Bangma's event in May. Yeah, we'll do the charity event at the end. Okay, so not this one. Uh, we can actually let's do that one now, and then we'll we'll move into that. Josh, if you're all right with okay. that. Okay. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, so this is Clint Darden's event. So uh, Wyatt Dawson oh, forwarded gotcha. this over to me, and this is actually another great cause that we wanted to talk about today. So uh, Clint has a local man in his community who was unfortunately stricken with cancer, and uh, you know I I do have a rare form myself, so I. I you know, really get tied to these sort of causes. And um, so he had a fire in his home. His son was in the home when the house was on fire. Uh, as far as I could tell here, he's all right, but was, you know, bandaged up and badly damaged. So it's just a really heartwarming story where Clint is trying to do a strongman event to raise money where 100% of the proceeds are going to go to uh, 
help this gentleman with everything that he's been through. And, you know, we have all of the information here. Uh, Isaac, I'm sure we'll put the link in the description for you where you can go yeah, check sure. out. And, um, you know, anybody who's interested, please feel free to forward them over this competition where we can really support this great cause. And thanks, Wyatt, for uh, sending this our way. Looks like fun. Yeah, so let me, uh, let me go ahead and bring up Savage Strength. I will share my screen. And Josh, if I'm not uh, incorrect, it's your picture on the website. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Very flattering. Very flattering. It's the hair. It's the hair. That's what it is. There it is. Yeah, so do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, well, Christina in general is uh, maybe maybe has a legitimate claim to best lightweight of all time. Would you agree? Oh, 100%. You know, and I am also very biased. I know that everyone, you know, Rian and Lovelace is a, is a monster, is a monster lifter. And if there's someone that may eventually pass that, it, it may be her. But as of right now, I mean, Christina Bangman, she's won every title there is and is consistently placing in the top women, no matter who shows up, no matter what they're doing, she is either going to win the event or she's going to push whoever it was to be more than they thought they could be because that is just how good she is across the board like yeah and she's doing she a, a weakness yeah so she's turned all of that success into a wonderful thing she's doing here and putting together a great show both for the men and for the women so uh that's kind of why it has two names right savage strain challenge and iron War uh, warrior women's pro-am so giving a chance to sort of everybody there and i'm helping to promote it by the way so full disclosure i mean i'm doing it for free but <laughs> full disclosure that's why uh we're bringing this up and i have um you know Josh here to talk more intelligently about it because he's more involved with that gym. And we want to make sure that everybody who uh, who can and is in a position to go compete, definitely go do it. It's a fantastic competition. Like I said, I convinced Wyatt Dawson to go do it. Uh, if he hasn't signed up yet, Wyatt, you watching? Get with it. So Josh, do you want to uh, talk a little bit more about the event? Well, yeah, you know, just to kind of keep going on the stream of uh, Christina Bangma, not only is she one of the greatest lightweight, if not the greatest lightweight women competitor of all time, um, she is also an amazing promoter. She runs the smoothest shows I've ever been to. Um, they, there's never an issue. And she's done different formats where everyone goes through one event at a time, or she runs every event and every, each different classes in each event. And she always has a great crew behind her. You know, the state of Indiana has a lot of great guys. A lot of guys from Jim Beebe's gym down in uh, Unbreakable Athletics will come up and help out, especially Jessica Fithin. She's usually judging there. Um, so... It, it she just runs a great um, template and format of how a show should look, how smooth it should run, and exactly how it should go. And this contest, you know, typically, you know, I've done Indiana's Strongest Man for her, and it's typically a heavier show. And and this show is still heavy. Don't don't let me talk it down. It's still a it's still a heavy show. But this one, I think she's you know kind of saying, hey, uh, get your conditioning on point. You know, starting with the the first event, the overhead press medley um, with a. Uh, um, the axle into a 10 inch log into a 12 inch log and you don't actually have to rep out the last event so it's a sprint it's going to be a race who can move the fastest on that and uh go go in there is there anything specific you want to know about these events or you want me to just kind of run through what they are yeah you can run through what they are but before you do that i want to know you're going to win your class Oh, that's the goal, but this is the first strongman core 
um, show I've done that I've decided to just max out the weight and go open super heavy. And I'm currently weighing 260 and I'm five foot seven. <laughs> so, you know, we're going we're gonna to see how it goes. But that's that's the goal. And to ensure that happens, I actually uh, I kind of took a leap myself. You know, talk about me for a second there. Uh, I actually literally just hired Christina Bangman to be my coach. I've, I've never had a coach before. I've never trusted anyone um, with my programming. I, I'm, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty controlling in the way I like to do things, especially for me. I know what my body does. Um, but now I'm to the point where my, my personal life and my client base is growing that I said, Hey, I, I need someone to think for me. And the one person I, there's only one person I'll trust and that's Christina Bangma. Um, so with her, with her at the helm, I think, I think I could, I think I could get a win or at least really push the guy who does it. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm rooting for you, buddy, for sure. But yeah, why don't you, uh, run through the other events? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get it pulled up on my phone here. So, you know, you have the overhead medley, and uh, if, and I'll focus on the super heavyweight, just the weights, to give everyone a context of the numbers you're looking at. So for the, you know, the top guys, all the heavyweight men, the axles 255 into a 275-inch 10-inch log and a 305 12-inch log. So that, for for some people, that that's a speed event, and, you know, we're, we're going to see some one motions come out from some of the uh, athletes coming in there and um, – for, for others, you, you know, it's going to be take your time, get it right. And a, a 305 log is nothing to scoff at, especially at the end of a medley. So I don't want anyone to think I'm talking down about that. And then you roll. Um, and the, the pro woman show is actually going to be doing um, a different. And this is this is my favorite thing about it is that, you know, you have the amateur show. You have the true amateur show where all the novice and men are going to be. The novice women, the novice men and all the open men classes. And then the. The Iron Warrior Women's Pro-Am, she stuck with it. The open amateur classes are going to be competing right alongside the pros and doing the exact events that the pros are doing. So if you're an amateur female athlete out there and you really want to know how you stack up against the best, this is the show to do it because you are you don't get a leeway. You don't get an out. You are doing everything that they're doing. And they get to test them, you know, everyone's favorite overhead event, the Max Axel. Oh, good for them. I'm glad it's them and not me. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was one. I was wondering, did she put out a competitor list yet for folks that have signed up? No, no, she has not. But spots are going fast. I think the last update I saw, you know, there's a there's an athlete cap at seventy, and I think within the first week and a half, we were fifteen or to twenty five athletes. Um, so you know, if you're going to get signed up, now's the time to do it. Eventually, this is going to fill and. You know, it's it's the show to be at. I mean, I, I don't know that 2021 has been a funny year. A lot of these um, these promoters are starting to try and get pros to come in. And this is the only pro woman show I know of. And that's why I really want to put heavy emphasis on the amateur women that are going to compete in the open class. This is the show you want to compete in. Fly from Alaska, fly from California, fly from Maine. Come to this show because you don't know the next time you're going to get an opportunity like this. I haven't seen one on the calendar yet. Yeah. I mean, speaking of pros, I'm going to try to convince, uh, if she hasn't signed up yet, Alila Worley to compete. Like I, I'm a big, big fan. And I'd love oh, to see yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. She, she was actually my, along with Isaac's first interview. Well, he's interviewed people before, but my first interview that he did with me and, uh, I've just been a huge fan ever since. So, uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to see her compete. 
Yeah. So we actually uh, we actually had a comment that I wanted to bring up here. Um, so why is Josh so short but so strong? And we actually have the guy who asked it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, um, what do you have to say about that, Josh? <laughs> well, um, you know, it's actually really funny. Ram 3500, um, that's my, uh, based on that picture, I'd recognize that truck anywhere. That's my father. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give my strength credit to him. He was never a gym rat, but he was always, you know, country strong real strong natural guy you know he's only he's only he only got about a half inch maybe an inch of height on me um but always you know um without training just always over 200 pound guy just a strong man and uh genetically speaking um you know i just do more with less albert that's that's <laughs> you know i've, I've yeah. seen it firsthand too he's, yeah. he's no one to be messed with how tall are you albert i'm six three so Last year, uh, 2020, right before COVID, everything, uh, Indiana's strongest man, Josh, won that. I came in third. And then Bryce Johnson came in second. So we, we stood by Josh, and Josh literally, I think, came up to our hips. And, and, and Bryce is like, uh, I don't know, 6'8", something like that. I mean, he makes me look tiny, too. And He's Josh, a big boy. Josh is yeah. down there, you know, right at the kneecaps. But, but he beat both of us, so. But he makes up for it with the beard. So, uh, you know, there's at least true. that going yeah. I got to have something. All right. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually had uh, Costin Sutton on my channel recently. Real uh, up-and-comer. Great guy to watch. And I asked him this question. So, Josh, I'll ask you, too. What's up with the power beard? How come so many strongmen are going that direction these days? Well, that I give that credit, actually, uh, not to strongman, but to my wife. Uh, when I met my wife, I was rocking the Hitler mustache, you know, the in-regs, Marine Corps mustache. Um, and she um, actually told me that she's like, oh, yeah, I like men's men with beards. And I was like, boom, as soon as I get out, there is no way. There is not going to be one man I'm going to allow be more attractive than me to my wife. So I have to top all beards. And so that here I am working on it one step at a time. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as long as I've known you, you've been sporting a good-looking beard. What's that? I said, as long as I've known you, you've been sporting a good-looking beard. In there. Oh, it was much shorter. That was years ago, right? I had long hair back then, too. Yeah, and, uh, you did. Stars, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Still, still got the length. You know, I just, you know, rock it back here. So, Albert, what's going on with you these days? Official Atlas Stone tester or what? Yeah, right? Yeah, no, I, uh, I'd love to. Be. Yeah, I know uh, – Andrews, yeah, he's he's uh he's starting to make trying to make some big ones right now, so I'm excited to get get those tested and see uh see how they do. Yeah, he's making some good stuff. I love the logos that he does on them. With oh yeah, you yeah. got a hoodie coming in myself. Excited to see it. Yeah, they're they're freaking comfy hoodies too. Yeah, I might I might have one or two. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Albert, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit for for people. Yeah. Uh, who who don't know who you are basically who haven't watched my blocks uh videos on you yet <laughs> there you go yeah i'm uh i'm still i'm still fairly unknown so um but no albert brand uh you know started strongman about two years ago uh indiana strongest man was actually my first uh, ever strongman show competed in the novice class um you know just started going up from there so yeah it's been about two years since been the sport you know kind of some cool uh 
tidbits is 2019. I actually was able to get invited to compete in OSG. So the official strongman games, I was there competing. That was, that was a lot of fun being around some big guys. So, um, no, it's uh, I'll be at Savage in May as well. I'm competing against against Josh. That's so gonna be a fun time. Great. Can't just let me have one. <laughs> yeah, as we mentioned earlier, that was uh, Albert's old stomping ground. So he's kind of going back home, so to speak, to compete. Right. That's right. Going back for the reunion. <laughs> I moved up to Minnesota about seven months ago. So, so my question is, if Christina's training you both, like, does she withhold secrets, give you uh, Albert part of the uh, good programming and Josh part of the good programming? How does that work? I, I didn't I didn't know she was training Josh until now, so I'm going to have to tell her, hey, give me all the secrets. What are you doing to him? Better be yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, damn, I, I let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, I just, signed, I just signed up with her yesterday, so I haven't oh. seen a program yet. But, I mean, she's, she's known me the whole time. She's been my biggest influence and my biggest inspiration, so – um, and to speak on her with that, there's no, she won't, she, it'd be funny if she did, but she won't do that because no. uh, the kind of person she is, I guarantee you, she'll tell both of us, um, if you don't, you know, you, just beat him. If, yeah. if you think you're worried about the way he's training, why don't you just get stronger than he is? Here's yep. the program to do it. Yep. Uh, no, I agree. She, she's a phenomenal. I, so it's been about, yeah. So after, OSG in 2019 I was like hey I want to I want to get serious so I I hired her as my coach so we're going on After a little OSG. over a year now so she's great I just want everyone viewers all of you to understand what he just said after OSG <laughs> after a world level competition all right maybe I'll give this a real shot yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, to my discredit, I did come in 20th out of 25, so it's not like I did great. Oh, come on. <laughs> first year. I mean, either one of you this year, it's back. I know it was uh, not possible last year, but it's back this year. I saw that. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't think I had plans to do it this year, but the following, I think I'm going to throw my hat in the ring again. How about you, Josh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I heard they're doing a – Another qualify. I didn't qualify last year, um, but this year is kind of – I'm feeling real good coming back from this injury. And uh, in July, I'm hoping to try their qualifier. I heard they're going to take a lot less than they usually do. So we'll see We'll see how it goes. I'm hoping all the real, the real guys are already in, so maybe I can knock on the door. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, they're doing a car walk too. I don't know if you're tall enough to do that, Josh. Oh, that's great. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they'll take your tires yeah. off. <laughs> they'll they'll, no, they'll give like a, what are they, a Geo Metro or a, a <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I don't think the uh, the old phone book trick, you know, works <laughs> with the car lock or a boot yeah. Hey, listen, stop beating up on the shorter guys. I'm going to defend him. Josh is going to go in there and just press it and walk with it. That's no, right. he, and he probably will. He's He's got the I – I don't know what it is about Josh, but his strength is unreal. I mean – yeah, uh, you know, you, you ever see, if you ever watch Lord of the Rings, right? Gimli, the the uh, <laughs> that is Josh right there. I do see the similarities. Yeah, it's it's a little. <laughs> I wonder why. I'm not calling him a dwarf, but <laughs> I, I call myself a dwarf. Yeah, you damn Everyone strong else... dwarf, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else has their head through the roof, and he's looking through the windshield. Is that what you're That's saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I hope that he's still sitting in there. Like the ceiling of the car is right there. <laughs> <laughs> there 
might be a vision I'm problem. You might be able to see where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in summary, everybody looking for a great competition to enter. Christina Bangma's uh, Savage Strength and Iron Warrior for sure is uh, is the one, as Josh said, it's the one to do. So check it out. We'll put the links in the description. Um, DM me if you need the information. Like I said, I'm helping Christina promote it because I believe in it that much. So uh, for sure, reach out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and definitely make sure that you go and follow James Stanko, Josh Allen, and Albert Brand. Albert, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your Instagram? Albert is Brand Strength. Yeah, brand uh, underscore strength. There you go. So make sure you so follow to all them. Uh, follow me at Hunger Smash Fitness on Instagram and on YouTube. And then uh, my blocks. Uh, make sure you go to YouTube and Instagram and follow him as well. Um, looks like we have one more comment here. And for any of you that missed the most important thing that Isaac said, go watch my video where I interview Albert. Yeah, yeah. On video. It was a good interview. It was a good interview. Yeah, it was, it was fun doing it. <laughs> and uh, Ram says, I have a photo of Josh and Albert. So is that the uh, the podium podium yeah. picture? Yeah. We'll have I had to, to actually, uh, I had to actually stop them to take it because um, it, it, it's so funny. I actually used that photo. Um, I, I just started an apparel company. Let me plug that real quick called uh, – Little little big guy wearing the shirt here, um, and uh, the, that's the reason right there. You know, I'm little, but I got a, I got a, I got the big guy inside. I'm trying to let out, and so you know, our whole deal is to uh, really push um, lightweight, uh, all the weight class categories. Let let the world know that size doesn't equal strength, and that there are really strong people out there you're not seeing on TV. Um, but I used that photo of me, Bryce, and Albert uh, on the home page of the website. Um, I, I, I'd share it on here. I could get it pulled up. I just I, I don't know how to do it. Is it uh, is it on your Instagram or anything? Or uh, Instagram, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, and by the way, we're probably going to be wrapping up soon. But for the rest of you, feel free to plug. Like you know, Josh is like me. The the shorter, more business proactive guys, I guess. But for Albert and James, feel free to plug whatever you like. Yeah, guys, we got uh, March 14th coming up. We got the Pandemic Performance Show of Strength. I brought it up earlier. Um, it's the first show in Illinois of the year. And, uh, you know, Illinois is finally opening up again to where we can we can make some things happen. So we've got uh, close to 40 athletes already ready to come out and compete. Um, it's going to be a cool show. Um up here in uh, in Vernon Hills, Illinois, on the 14th. Uh, if you want to check that out, we got a Facebook page for it. Um, I'll plug it uh, again in the notes here, so you guys can check it out. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool that uh, Illinois and Indiana are, are picking up the pace again and getting some contests going. Right. Um, we're we're getting back to having some really good reasons to train for. Yeah, there's a lot of shows coming up. Uh, when I spoke to Donna Moore, she was talking about the UK not being that way and kind of. Uh, made her sad a little bit. You know what I mean? Like there isn't a lot to um, look forward to competition wise in the U S fortunately they've really opened up and gotten going quite a bit. So um, happy to see that and hope that translates over to the other countries as well. Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys go on, go on strongman corporations website and check out events. There are, you know, two to three events just about every weekend across mm -hmm. the United States. So yeah, we're definitely fortunate that we're, uh, we're getting the opportunity to put some contests together. 
Yeah, and Al, do you want to talk about uh, Kratos Strength or maybe yeah. even anything else you have uh, on your plate that you want to plug? And yeah, then I want to sure. plug something after you, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead, yeah. So Kratos Strength Equipment, um, Andrew Pappas, he's the, he's the owner. It's a veteran-owned business. So they're actually, you know, in a time where equipment's kind of really hard to find, uh, especially equipment for the house or the gym, and specifically strongman equipment. Um, they're starting to manufacture all sorts of stuff. So, you know, um, axle bars, you know, stones, they're going to start making, you know, racks and all sorts of different things. And I, I apologize. I, I have like 20 kids running around in the background, but um, Josh, Josh, Josh knows all about that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they're, they're really starting to uh, make some really cool equipment for the, the strength industry. So give them a, a follow, a straight Kratos strength equipment on Instagram. And if you forget the name, DM me or DM Albert. I've uh, the the owner there is Andrew. He's a great guy, veteran-owned company. Um, he's already put on shows within the community uh, with the local firefighters, right, Al? And uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, doing some doing, great stuff. Tim. We're we're gonna put on uh, in the summer. We're gonna put on a fire truck pool here locally in Minnesota to help raise money for the local fire department. Yeah, so great guy. Um, he's doing so far. Uh, really specializes in Atlas stones, but he's doing axle bars as well, right? Correct. With future plans to do a lot more. Yeah, and and he's kind of uh, flexible and open. I would say uh, Wyatt Dawson reached out to me, and he, as you all know, has a overhead Mauser block press record and needs to get a hold of another one because I don't know if he borrowed that one or what. And I said I know a guy, and I kind of put them together. And Andrew was like, "I'll look up the specs and I'll help him out." You know, so he's. He is uh, flexible in a variety of different equipment areas, so definitely keep him in mind. And then, Isaac, uh, can I talk about Central Georgia's strongest man, if you don't mind? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let me go ahead and uh, I'll share. Let's see. Uh, let's see. You guys see that? Oh, yep. yeah. Central Georgia's Strongest Man coming up March 27th. So uh, that's going to be live streamed again by Garage Gym Life Media, the guys that did the Mammoth Strain Challenge 5. And, um, you know, were so kind to allow me to do the after show for Mammoth, which I was so kind to invite Isaac on with me. And uh, <laughs> so John over at Garage Gym Life reached out to me and wants me to actually do color commentary on the air with him for Central Georgia. So anybody who likes the videos I'm doing and, you know, wants to kind of support me and support Garage Gym Life Media, definitely stay tuned. Go over to his channel where uh, you can get your reminder set for that. So it's right here, as you can see, Garage Gym Life Media. And you just go to uh, where it says uploads. You drop it down. Isaac taught me this today. You go to upcoming live streams and then you can set your reminder as I have. See, live in 27 days and I will set my reminder. So I now have my reminder for Central Georgia's Strongest Man. Uh, that being said, I'm shifting gears now to do athlete spotlight videos and predictions like I've done for Mammoth and other shows in the past, all about Central Georgia's Strongest Man, the men and women that are competing there. And I'll be doing interviews with some of those athletes as well. So you'll be seeing a lot of that stuff uh, coming your way soon. So my normal four videos per week will increase to probably every day as I fit these kind of in between those days, but you'll be getting a lot of information about some athletes you may not know yet that you should know. And uh, that's that's my plug there. So definitely go set your reminder for the live stream. Tune in on March 27th. And uh, that's my March project. And then Josh knows my May project is Savage Strength. 
And uh, <clears throat> I found that picture. So let's uh, let's get this picture of Josh up here. Oh, look at Albert smile. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I haven't seen this one in a minute. Yeah. All right. Is it up? Yeah. There it yeah. is. There it is. I mean, he looks happy. Well, look at who I just beat. <laughs> you, you, you know, the, the funny part about that, right before that picture was taken, or maybe it was right after that picture was taken, Josh collapsed. He couldn't get up. Like, his knees, his, like, legs were shot. Like, he put so much into that competition that literally couldn't move after it was over. That's, that's well, the best I, 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 had, uh, I had hurt my knee. I, I, I don't have medical insurance, so I didn't get anything checked out, but – my knee was about three times the size of a normal leg about eight weeks about eight weeks before that and i was still prepping for the show and i thought i was a hundred percent but by the end of the show the knee it just gave out again i couldn't walk again um yeah so that's what that, that's what it took to beat those giants <laughs> so make sure you uh you go and follow farm strength right here he's got yeah, some I, funny I, funny pictures up yeah, I didn't. Uh, I forgot to say it's at Little Big Guy Apparel. Um, not don't just Google Little Big Guy. It's uh, actually Little Big Guy Apparel. Yeah, Josh, maybe you and I do some kind of uh, partnership together with our apparel brands. I have apparel as well. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah shoot you over some of my designs. By the way, we uh, we kind of missed one of the most important things about Christina Bangma: eat cake, lift heavy. Follow her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Nice. Eat cake. Yeah, eat cake, lift heavy. Nice. And I got to yeah. give a shout out to my my best buddy Christine Matthews for first telling me about Christina Bangma. She's uh, panda small but swole, my buddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's another up and comer too. I was just talking to her last night at the gym. You know, we don't see each other too often because we're on different schedules. But I was lucky to bump into her, and she's another. Freak athlete, guess what gym she's coming out of? Christina's. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw her, I was doing research for the spotlight videos I did for Mammoth, and uh, I couldn't find her on Instagram because I didn't know the whole panda thing, right? I was looking yeah. up actual names, and so I found her on Facebook, and she has this picture of her deadlifting, like as her main profile photo, and I'm like, wait, that's a lightweight? <laughs> like she was yeah. deadlifting so much. I couldn't she's believe strong. It. She's yeah, a beast. That's one thing in the sport is, uh, you know, when we're talking about the rule of thirds, women will come out and surprise you. You pick an event, you think you got it set up heavy, and then they just go off. It's incredible. Yeah, she actually lightweight. She decided to compete middleweight at Mammoth, and then they combined the middleweight and heavyweight classes, and she still came in second. <laughs> oh man. All righty. Well, um, this stream's been going for almost two hours now, so uh, probably about time to get some dinner because I'm I'm getting hungry. Um, but yeah, any last uh, any last plugs anyone wants to give before we wrap it all up? Or yeah, my two little maniacs have probably broken all my furniture. I can't uh, imagine what Albert's four have done. Yeah, right in here and breaking things in the background. No, guys, thanks just for uh, last minute sending me that invite so I can hop on. I uh, I appreciate uh, talking to you guys. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for jumping yeah. on at the last second. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. This is a great, great show. We're trying to do this. So we're we're gonna do this live stream every Saturday, um, starting three o'clock Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern time, or wherever you fall in between. Um, 
so yeah so uh one week i will run it from my channel and then the next week uh my blog strongest will run it from his channel so make sure you go and subscribe to both to make sure that you don't miss any of the live streams um and then we're gonna try and um try and keep getting you know people on the channel get some guests because it's always so much more fun when we have people to talk to it's you know john and i we have great uh great chemistry but it's more fun when there's more <laughs> more people yeah this is so. a good time for sure yeah this was a great yeah. time and by the way for anybody that is uh that came in late at the very beginning of the telecast there was a little bit of echoing um that goes away in about 30 seconds so please skip over it don't think that the whole uh whole live stream is that way yeah we're we're still uh, we're still novices at this, so we still have to get it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. Well, once again, this is uh, Isaac with Hunger Smash Fitness, uh, joined by Albert, Josh, James, and my blocks. And uh, uh, as I always wrap it up, uh, remember to always improve that one percent. Ciao, homie. <laughs>